Hey there, stargazers, and welcome to the first official episode of the Cosmic Brownie podcast. I'm your host, Sydney Brown, and thanks so much for being here with me. Maybe you're here because you caught my little trailer for the show, in which case, cool beans. So glad to have you here and welcome aboard. Uh, if you didn't listen to it, no biggie, we're cool. You'll totally get to know me better on this episode and in all the upcoming episodes. So I spent all day today pretty much thinking about what I wanted this first episode to focus on. And I was really torn between a lot of different topics because that is just the way my brain works. I just have so much going on in there. And there's honestly so many things I can't wait to talk about that it was a little bit overwhelming. I had to make a list. Um, but what I ended up doing was just jumping on my blog and seeing, you know, what just kind of poured out of me today. And if you missed it on my trailer, yes, I also have a blog. I have a website. I'm going to put that in the description somewhere. I'm going to spell it out for you. Starryendies.com. So that way you can go check it out if you're in the mood. Also, my portfolio is on there. All my little creative things I'm up to. So peep that. Um, but anyway, I jumped on the blog earlier and just started writing. And I figured out that what I was really passionate about today was the origin story for my podcast. So that's what I'm sharing with you tonight. So the podcast idea first popped up for me a few years ago while I was still in college, except that at that time it wasn't, I want to do a podcast. It was, hey, I think it'd be fun to host a radio show. So my college had a little broadcasting studio space, I guess you'd call it, and it was upstairs in the Commons building, which was where the dining hall was. And that was a building on campus that was kind of right smack dab in the middle. And everyone, of course, would always be going to and from there. And that was a building I would walk by every day on my way to the Fine Arts building, which is where the majority of my classes were as an arts major. So of course, like I said, I'd be passing by there on the daily, catching little blibbits here and there of whoever's show. And I always thought to myself, wow, that just seems like it would be so much fun. And I had no idea what I would talk about, right? It just was the idea of it. But as someone with extreme social anxiety at that point in time and just anxiety about most things in general, that was a really huge deal for me to even consider doing because it was just so different, you know, from what was day-to-day life in my little world. I was pretty quiet in college because of my anxiety. And so because of that, I didn't feel like I had the charisma of a talk show host. You know, I didn't think I had a personality by any means to do something like that with. You know, as it was, I generally didn't even feel confident enough to talk in my classes because it was just that bad. And if you knew me back then, you would probably agree with those statements, you know, however you knew me or observed me. But I promise you, I was not just that weird, quiet girl. (laughs) Like, I was not that girl in the breakfast club who sat in the back row and crushed up. What did she crush up on her sandwich? Was it chips? I'm going to say chips. You know, that's one of my favorite movies, but I can't. I can't make that connection right now. Anyway, I wasn't that girl. There was so much I wanted to say and so like I wanted to relate to everyone and, you know, join in on everything. But it was that crippling social anxiety that just made me feel like I was so far from all of it. So that definitely cost me, you know, social life. But I'm super thankful 
you know, that I was in those art classes because I feel like that was where I could open up a little bit more. And I feel like those people got to see a side of me that literally nobody else on my campus ever saw because I literally did not talk in probably any of my other classes unless that shit was mandatory, (laughs) Um, which was always painful. Uh, But I'm super thankful for my little group that I went through my arts program with because they were really my main source of socialization. Um, Otherwise, I, I wouldn't have had much of anything. And looking back at it now, I wish I had gotten to know them even better than I did. It was just like, I don't know. I feel like we were all kind of quirky in our own right and I don't know, not that many of us would hang out, I guess, outside of our studio classes. I mean, the group that did, I didn't really feel like, I don't know, I just didn't feel like I was really in with them. I wanted to be, but, you know, and even in those art classes, though, sometimes I'd have to really psych myself up to be able to get up there and do those kinds of things, whether that was talking in front of the class, presenting my work. I had to be really vulnerable in a way I'd never been before. And that's part of the reason why I feel like being an art major really helped me, you know, throughout college because I was really forced to put myself in front of people because, you know, in my drawing classes or whatever, we would have days where, you know, everyone's work went up on the wall and you had to sit there and, you know, basically defend your piece to the class and what it meant to you and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So thank God I was an art major and was with that group of people. But all of that anxiety, in case you're wondering, you know, what was the root source of that was really due to the way I felt about myself. I had a low self-esteem and I wouldn't say it was 24-7. There were days that were like, you know, I feel okay today. I think I can, you know, manage to walk by that group of people without wanting to die. Um, Because like sometimes it would literally be that bad to where I swear I would hold my breath or I would feel like I was going to pass out, you know, if I even just walked by a group of people like it was it was that bad you guys um but it I think it goes back to high school honestly um because it really wasn't a thing in middle school but I was I was new to my school and then of course in high school um my high school was like I think there was like 2,000 kids in my high school my class itself was I think 600 something um and I just didn't feel like I was accepted and I don't know. I it meant a lot to me because in New York where I'd grown up with my group of friends, I, there was no drama. There was no, oh, we, you know, can't be friends because of this or whatever. Everyone just kind of rolled together in a group. And then when I went to my new school, it was just very much not that way. I felt for an, like an outsider for the first time in my life and girls were mean to me. And as someone with a super big, squishy, emotional heart, it was really hard for me to deal with especially because I was just existing and these girls made me feel like I was hated. Uh, They made me feel like I wasn't accepted, that I didn't belong. They excluded me. They talked about me behind my back. You know, all the typical things you'd see on any teen girl movie. Unfortunately, that was very much my life. I felt like I was the star of my own little show. You know, and it's really crazy to think that that can impact someone so much and that can influence the way they navigate life in the future. And I'm sure those girls that were mean to me then, you know, the way they treated me, the hateful things they said, I'm sure they don't still think about it or even remember, you know, what happened. But the fact is that 
I do. And after high school, you know, I carried that kind of baggage with me. Um, just thoughts that they had put in my head, you know, my low self-esteem and confidence and, you know, self-value because of the way they made me feel really small. Um, so for that reason, being an advocate for kindness, you just never know how it's going to affect someone or how long they're going to have those little ideas in their heads, you know? And coming out of high school, I was super excited to go off to college because I was thinking, you know, oh my gosh, I'm finally going to meet my tribe. You know, my mom would always be like, find your tribe. Um, That was like her little positive way of being like, yeah, your people are out there. You'll find them. So I went off to college with like super high hopes that I'm going to meet some really great girls. Oh my gosh, I can't wait. Um, And yet there was still that lingering fear of being judged, you know, just because that's what had just happened to me all of high school and just, you know, that lingering fear of not fitting in, not being accepted. And yet, unfortunately, in spite of the high hopes I had for my first year of college being something out of a Friends episode, um, my freshman year, especially first semester, was a complete and total shit show, like an absolute dumpster fire, not even exaggerating. Uh, really the only good thing I had going for me was my performance academically because I was always a great student, but in all other arenas, it was just like, oh boy, we better jump off this ship. It's sinking. Um, and so I just kind of shut down because I didn't know how else to deal with what was going on. So I just got really, really, really quiet and my existence became similar to that of, a houseplant, like just sitting on the windowsill, existing, um, as opposed to really living in full color. Like there was no gusto. There was no woohoo. You know, it was, it was so zapped out of me. I was so drained, but shutting down like that, I think it was like a messed up coping mechanism because it just, helped me to be able to deal better with things that were going on because hey you know if I was quiet meant that people couldn't really get to know me meant that they couldn't really judge me because they didn't really know me which meant that I couldn't be turned out of their social groups so I guess I made peace of the fact that you know if they judge me it's because I'm quiet but like why are you gonna hate on the quiet person I don't know it just seemed like the lesser of the evils And I think I'll end up dedicating an episode to freshman year first semester later on in the podcast because I think there's so much to pick apart there in terms of toxic people and relationships, self-esteem, navigating like a new social environment, all of that. I can't wait to cover that later on. But essentially the gist of everything here was that I was mad struggling with this anxiety Uh, And it was also a silent struggle, which looking back at myself, I'm just like, Sydney, why did you, why, why? (laughs) Um, Because the why, I was just too embarrassed to ask for help because here I was at college, I was supposed to be in my social prime, look at everybody else with hundreds of new best friends, right? And then there was me struggling and I thought it was me. I thought it was something about me and I was embarrassed, right? So it was like I was a prisoner inside of my own head and I couldn't escape. 
And with all that going on, it felt really silly to me to wonder about having a radio show, being a personality, and yet it was one of my favorite daydreams because it gave me this hope. The hope that, you know, one day I might just be able to put myself together and be brave enough to do it. But ugh, take a huge sigh with me here. Sadly, that self-doubt won out while I was in college. I never ended up doing the show, but I came really close one time. I actually had picked up an application. Very scary, very thrilling, right? Um, But it ended up in my trash can along with all the other things during the years of college that I didn't think I was cut out for. And just thinking back on it now, I really don't think I ever told anyone that hosting a radio show had been a dream of mine. Again, because I was embarrassed for what I was, for everything I wasn't, and that I wasn't the cool girl with the, you know, spunky personality, anything like that. Um, And especially after I graduated college, just reflecting on everything that had happened it ended up being one of my biggest regrets because I hadn't been brave enough to do it. But hey, it's a happy ending, remember? Flash forward about two-ish years after graduation and here I am today, officially official with a podcast on Spotify. And I'm not gonna lie, you guys, it's definitely a happy, emotional thing for me. Because, you know, from the time I was 13, all through high school, all through college, I struggled with this anxiety with college really seeing the worst of it, um, just like full-blown panic attacks, eating disorders, depression. I was up against all of that. And in those years, I was the saddest I'd ever been. But now looking back on it, I am so thankful for those years because those were the years that really showed me you know, how strong I was and resilient and they made me realize that this self-love journey isn't something that you can just do overnight. Like it takes years, it takes time. Um, So that's kind of what the last two years have been for me, just me dedicating myself to that hard work on healing and accepting myself, loving myself, being my own best friend. And at some point after college, and it's kind of funny I don't exactly know what the moment was but at some point there was no anxiety at least not to the extent that it had been up until that point in time and now that I'm on the other side it's just life-changing because looking back at it now in college I just never knew if I was going to make it through my anxiety like there would be days where I would panic And then I'd panic about future me panicking about having the anxiety because that was literally how suffocating it felt to be, you know, so stuck like that. But now that I've had like metamorphosis after metamorphosis these last couple years and I've found myself and my passions and I'm just like I'm living my best life, I finally feel normal question mark at least the way I feel like I've always supposed to have been feeling if I hadn't have been so bogged down with that anxiety and it's this feeling like wow you know I got this I can do anything and it's all gonna be okay there's no more hiding there's no more sweating all the things that used to make me want to crawl up the walls or 
hide under a rock. Um, there's no more shying away. There's no more self-sabotaging. And there's no more being afraid of the things that are out of my control. So it's this really peaceful feeling. And it's a feeling that I've been waiting about a decade for in hindsight. And so being here now, it's just like this crazy thing to think about that I was ever trapped by that anxiety that I let it control my decisions and affect me the way it did and this freedom is just one of the best gifts I could have ever asked for and so now that you know my little origin backstory I hope you can see why this podcast is so much more to me than just you know face value podcast this is a symbol of my growth of my perseverance and my dedication to not giving up on myself or my dreams and I'm finally putting myself out here you know as I always had hoped I would one day be brave enough to do and it feels so good and so in celebration of me finding my voice and finally sharing it with the world here I am in my own little corner in the podcast universe with Cosmic Brownie And now with my cute little platform, I really hope that I can bring you all of the good vibes, that I can inspire you to go chase your dreams, to make it happen, to face your fears and become the you that you were always meant to be. And so just to do a little motivational recap before we wrap up the end of episode number one, I just really want you to know that your dreams are 110% valid and worth pursuing because your dreams are uniquely yours. They're not your friend's dreams. They're not your parents. They're not your boss's dreams. And just because they're not those people's dreams shouldn't make you feel worried or less than or self-conscious about your dreams if they're different because that is uniquely your dream and therefore it is worth pursuing it's worth finding out why do I have that dream you know what will it look like when I make that dream reality having a dream being a dreamer is not a negative thing and anyone who tells you it is or makes you feel less than for that just don't listen to those people those people are most likely insecure in themselves, right? Or like just in general, anybody who tries to make you feel less than or small, those people are coming from this place of less than. They're comparing, they're insecure. Um, They don't think they have what you have. They're jealous. All of these things affect these people in this way and they just can't be happy for you or support you. So they're going to try to tear you down because, you know, or they've been torn down, which makes them, you know, exhibit that behavior. So any of that kind of stuff that's going on, block it out because your dreams are beautiful. They're wonderful. They're yours. And it's your job to go out there and get it. So here's to being a dreamer. Dream big, dream often, because life is too short to put those dreams on hold or to spend life wondering or worrying or waiting around for someday. Here's to authentic living your way. And thanks so much for joining me for our first episode. Check back with me later this week and see what we're cooking up in episode two.